Kirk, you know what we do on this show? Stuff? Well, we usually choose a musical topic. Yeah, sometimes. And then we watch video clips based on that topic. Occasionally. And then we talk about those clips. Every time. Almost every time. Almost every time. That's what we're doing this time. I, wait, th- this time? Yeah, we're doing it again. Shit, I'm not prepared. You, really? Because you already <laughs> submitted oh, your videos. I did. You already know. I'm totally Which prepared. is all the preparation required. <laughs> really? Not that much effort. For you. I do most of the work. That goddamn right you do. <laughs> What's the topic for this episode of Music Ray on Kirk? See what I did there? Yeah, it was a little percussive. A little percussive. There's a little beat. <laughs> Very little. Percussion is the topic. Oh, yeah. But not... Drums, not not, not drums, not your typical drums. It's not a drums. We've done episode. a drum a drums episode. Yes. We'll probably do another drums episode. Yes, but this is percussion. This is percussion. That said, some of the clips do have drums, of course, with additional percussion instruments yes. involved in the instrumentation. And we're here to talk about those additional percussion. We're here to talk about the percussive moments yeah. in these songs that are not drums, right? But to me, make the song better. Right, whether they... Some of the clips, it's it's percussion that colors the whole yep. thing. Some of it, it's percussion where the point is that, yeah. that instrument. But we'll get into it. Yeah. We're going to start with one of your clips. Oh, I can't wait. By Mr. Lee Rittenauer. Rittenauer. Do you know Lee Rittenauer? I feel like we've talked about yes. Lee Rittenauer on the show in the distant past. Yes. From clips that you brought. I don't this... think I've ever brought a Lee Rittenauer one, but we have talked about Lee mm-hmm. Rittenauer. Probably is, the sense of he's smooth jazz guitarist. I was going to say this is some like smooth jazz AMS. This is Kirk er, stuff. Yes, the <laughs> early '80s smooth jazz, yeah. where everyone was like, "Shit, I need a pop song, and I need someone else to sing it, mm-hmm. so I can have a chart hit." Mm-hmm. And that's what Lee Rittenauer did. This is a song called "Is It You," and. We're not going to focus on Lee Rittenauer, mm-hmm. who's the guitarist. He, in this. He's a guitar player. He's gonna, does not sing in this. Lee Rittenauer, and even in this song, you're like, there's not that much guitar. Yeah. It's not like there's a long solo. There's some in it, but mm-hmm. this just sounds like a smooth jazz pop song. We're not even going to talk about the rando guy who sing it, because the guy in this live version is not the guy who sang it on album. Oh. I don't know the names of either of them. We're going to focus on the woodblock in this song. Woodblock. The woodblock okay. in this song. And in this video, the guy playing woodblock who's a fucking national treasure. <laughs> who's like, he's a woodblock virtuoso. He's a woodblock virtuoso who's like, I get my assignment. I yeah. know why I'm here. I'm here to play this woodblock. I love a woodblock. I love a woodblock. When it's when it's used right, it's great coloring. Yep. And boy, did I love to play it in like <laughs> kindergarten music class. Because it's just... Yeah, you yep. know, everyone would pick an instrument. You pick the woodblock. We would fist fight over the woodblock. <laughs> That's because it's cool. Yeah. So this... I love this song, but I love the woodblock because we'll say it's used sparingly. Okay. And this is a live version. Yeah. yeah. And this is mid-80s. Of Is It You, which I don't believe I know. It's so good. In a <laughs> really good smooth jazz way. There's Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lee. Get it. You can tell he's a good musician. Yeah, because he's, he's not, not a heart. Okay, wait. That's him. That's the ready here. That's goes. the woodblock. Ready? Boom. Yeah. That's all he does. <laughs> yep. Everyone else is doing their thing. Yep. He's woodblocking. Love there. this guy. <laughs> this woodblock guy kills me. He does sing a little backup too. Yeah. But he's just there. He's just hanging. Yeah. And he's tiny. See? 
<laughs> I love that. Well, because A, the drummer doesn't have it on his kit to play. Yep. B, this guy isn't like in the backstage somewhere. They have him way out front. He's next to the lead singer. Standing right next to the lead singer. Yes. Yeah, and this is that. It's just one. It's just one. Yeah. Boom. Love him. Big, big 80s uh, white man fro. Yeah. Chest open yeah. with this shirt. I love this it's guy. It's like just on every other four beats. Yeah. And that's it. Is it that prominent in the studio version? Yes, yeah. it is. It is. And he's hitting it hard. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've got this. Yeah. He's like, Lee, don't worry. I got the wood blocks. I love stuff like that because that in the, like in this song, that's the hook. Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and you don't even necessarily realize it until you do. Yeah. And then it's all you hear. Yeah. But it, then it's your favorite part. It's my favorite part of yeah. the song, and I love this song. But every time I hear the wood block, I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. Because again, you don't need the woodblock, but you need the woodblock. Yeah. This is exactly what yeah. we're going for with the percussion episode. Yes. Like, yeah. Now, thoughts on the song, woodblock or no woodblock? I mean, it is what it is. It's it's late 70s, early 80s, yep. AM gold. Exactly. But would you, having heard this, and I was like, oh, this is actually by uh, a smooth guy's guitarist who doesn't sing. Yeah. You're like, is it? Because this just could be like... A ba- this could be ambrosia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think for this type of thing, this is like good. Yeah. Uh, this is better than a lot of the crap. <laughs> I dare but you. it's still pretty, uh, as you say, soft as baby shit. Oh, it's soft as baby shit, but it's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's so good. And Lee hasn't even done anything yet. He's had that beginning. Yeah, he has a solo. And he's going to solo a little bit. But even there, you're like, it's not really. Oh, he's singing a little. I'm waiting for that woodblock to come back around. Yeah, he's not there yet. Well, he's singing. Oh, he's so good. This guy's my hero. Get a lot of screen time, too. Here it comes again. Yeah. Okay, Lee, yeah, there. Yeah. It's back. <laughs> it's back. What would this solo be without that woodblock? Yeah, because you know Lee's like, hey, man, yeah. keep playing that woodblock while I do this. I do love when they do that, too, when they have... A little percussion instrument, yeah. and then they take it away. Yes, yeah. To build like a little, to, to a little bit of imperceptible tension. Because you need it back, and then they give it yeah. back. Then they give it back. Yeah. He's wearing a blousy white short sleeve shirt with the down with a with a big knit vest over it. It's great, and he's belted at the mid waist. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shirt open to the navel, and just a big uh, white man fro. Yeah. He's great. The lead singer is great. Too. The lead singer is amazing. The bass player is a white dude with big early '80s glasses and a ponytail down to his ass, which probably makes him the greatest bassist. Not of all a good time. one, but like that's gonna be the bass player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these guys know it. Yeah. Also, they're not really showing too much, but the audience is just like this. Yeah, just, just gently nodding. nodding. That's all you need to do. Yeah, go ahead, point woodblock eye. They had to have known it would be like a funny visual, right? Yeah. I think they're just like, this guy's got Riz. Yeah. I mean, would play woodblock guys that Riz? He's pointing to the crowd, then still hitting it on the one. <laughs> he reminds me of that actor, Mark something, who's like... Uh, Mark Lynn Baker. Yep. Not, I was going to say, not Bronson Pinchot on Perfect Strangers. He, he looks exactly like Mark, like Mark Lynn Baker. Yeah, it's him. Playing a woodblock. <laughs> yeah. For Lee Rittenauer's yeah. one major hit. 
Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's not the type of music I gravitate to. No. But you feel but it. I feel like, you know, I'd be shopping somewhere and hear this. Oh, and yeah. find myself grooving to it before yeah. I knew it. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, you go, oh, there's woodblock in this. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, ooh, this is right eight music to a T, but it's good. <laughs> good. 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 Oh, I got to get some deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, this we may not watch the whole thing of because it goes over five minutes. Okay. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. But I was just looking for some steel drum stuff. Whoa! I totally forgot that steel drums exist and our percussion. If you've ever been on a Caribbean cruise, you can never forget that steel drums exist. Yeah. And I found this clip on YouTube of the Panorama Steel Orchestra. Don't know what that means, but okay. It means these are dozens of steel drum players. (laughs) Dozens! I think dozens. Uh... And this is their cover of I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. I mean, a great song. So this is an all-steel drum cover of I Want You Back. Here's the here's a real interesting thing. Yeah. I Want You Back is like three minutes long. Yeah. What are they doing to make it five <laughs> minutes and 12 seconds? Just playing it over and over again. <laughs> and it's a pop song, so it doesn't need to happen. Especially when it's like not being sung. Oh, there's it's not even just, like it's no, all. it's just steel drums. So there's all steel, there's no like any sort of other instruments, just steel drums. Dozens of steel drums. Wow. Okay, you're not you're not just exaggerating. No. Wow. This was this is from uh, 2012. Wow. Okay. I'm kind of excited. Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe not dozens. But there's maybe a lot. Like two and I dozen. think there's some drums in there. Mm-hmm. But well, we're hearing like, some congas right now. Yeah. Yeah, and there's congas. Which again, percussion. And this is uh, in Japan, I believe. Sounds. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah it's 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 a slow burn. Yeah. Oh no, there's a bunch of steel drums. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And these are these just all look like just regular folks who have a club. They look like students or, or like people who are like, yeah, let's form a steel drum club yeah. and do I want you back. Right. This is pretty good. Like they, someone just organized a meetup group yeah, for yeah. Of steel drum players and like way more people showed up than they thought. Yeah. They made a good choice. Yeah. Because I think when you hear steel drums, it's like... You're always going to hear, like, hot, 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 or, like, yeah. some Bob Marley cover. Oh, uh, barf. Yeah, you wouldn't think this. This is... Oh, the hook is right. good. Oh, uh, yeah. you know what? It's so happy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because percussion's happy. How can you not be having a good time playing Jackson 5 songs on your steel drum Oh yeah. with 30 of your steel drum-loving just, friends? And crowds just looking at you, loving it. Fairly big crowd, too. It's not bad, man. They're playing, like, outdoors somewhere in, like, a public square or something. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, you know, a lot of them have not just one steel drum, but like a kit of four they steel drums. They have a drums. kit. So... They're serious about steel There's drums. like 30 people there. Yeah. Four drums each? So 120 steel drums? Yeah, but some of them have only one, which is like... Okay. It's, it's it's clearly amateur. Like, yeah. these are just like hobbyist These are people players. who are like having fun, yeah. Yeah. But it's a big... It's a big organized group. group of hobbyist steel drum players. They're so happy. Yeah. And the the the, the orchestra leader. leader is so yeah. happy. Like he's sort of conducting them, but then he's going out into yeah. the, the crowd and there's so many steel drums there. Yeah, I wasn't joking. Okay, so yeah, steel drums and then there's one drum guy who's just you gotta have a guy there to kinda keep it going. Oh, playing a kit? Yeah, he's oh, playing yeah. a kit. Right to actually there. keep the beat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's the pro. He's like, yeah. let's not fuck this up. You still need a snare for time. Yeah. Right? And now is now it's time for breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back, y'all. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's just fun. There's a good crowd there, man. Yeah. Music is fun. <laughs> Music's fun. Percussion is fun. Yeah. Okay, we're coming up on four minutes, and I'm not necessarily sick of it yet. So no. We'll, we'll finish it. It's only got a minute left, so let's do it. I mean, you can't get sick of it, but yeah, you could have done it. You could have like- done Four. Some of them look like college students, and some of them look like those college students' moms and dads. Yeah. And it's just... So they're just having fun. All ages. I as, love as it. As long as you love to play steel drums, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All steel drums are welcome. There's a little mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. Oh, it's adorable. Which begs the question, is steel drums hard to play, or is it easy? I don't think it's easy. I think I mean, there's a yeah. lot of people here. You know, I, I think get, it's hard is because, you know, drums can be very complicated, but you're not playing notes. But yeah. on a steel drum, you are playing notes. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? I mean, they're playing me- a melody. I don't know anything about steel The drum. different parts of the drum have different pitches, so I think yeah. it's more like a, you know, like a xylophone or oh, a marimba okay. where, where you have to, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You're not just keeping a beat, you're playing a melody, so. That was delightful. Yeah. That was the Steel Drums video for the episode. <laughs> I can't believe that you got a Steel Drums video because I would never even have thought. Well, I worked backwards. I was picking instruments and then looking for videos. Oh, I was just going. The so, whole, my first my first song, I was yeah. like, I'm doing Lee Written Hours. Because you just knew the woodblock. I knew the woodblock is in my soul. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we worked from different directions. Yeah. but um, We get to the same journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about... Uh, one of the most famous early hip hop records yes. ever, the Bongo Band. Yeah, well, kind of. Uh, this is the it's, this, this is, is the breakdown of it. So, oh, oh, so we're not listening to the hip hop. This is the original. This is the original, Bongo but it's just it's just the breakdown. Okay. So this is if you know any hip hop and yeah. you hear bongos, it's from the Bongo Band Apache. So it's and that's the thing that they would. Cut and 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 sample, yeah, and repeat, and then they would just break dance too. So this is just that. It's not. It's not a, a hip hop song. It's the actual breakdown part of it. Yeah, it's like a really early break beat that wasn't from a James Brown record. Exactly. <laughs> like so, therefore, it had yeah. so much novelty. Yeah, and I think it actually 
that this predated using a lot of James Brown yeah. samples. This is like one of the first ones that they did. That. Yeah. That's literally the it's literally in every hip hop song from the eighties to the mid nineties. You might recognize it from MC Hammer's Turn This Mother Out. I don't remember is which uh, is that on uh it's Please Hammer or one of his earlier. That's his albums. first album. I don't yeah. know it then. Yeah. So this is the this is the Bronx in the eighties. Yeah. Is it just this on a loop for this? Yeah, so yeah. we don't have to watch the whole thing, but I just wanted to give that there's some breakdancing in this yeah. too. And just the just the looks of like, this is New York in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough. But there's a lot of cool graffiti. The original record is it maybe from the seventies. I think it might be as it old is. as the sixties. It is, and there's it's a lot of horns like da 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 and then it's just and then but this is the big By the incredible bongo band. Incredible bongo band, and someone. This part is yeah. the, is the other hook. Yeah, Tonto, jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. Yeah, see you know. And now we're getting into the break dancing. So now it went into Apache. It's weird too because we're seeing breakdancing in the early 80s. Yeah. And it looks real dated. Like, this is so like basic now, <laughs> what they do now. But back then, they're like, what are they doing? How is this even a I thing? mean, I still see someone do a windmill and I'm like, how are you? How are you windmilling? Yeah. Yeah. And, and not hurting yourself. Yeah. And like now, windmill is like basic 101 for, for all breakdancers. But they, but they weren't like trained dancers. No, not they at all. They were just street kids who were learning how to do tricks. Yeah. Ooh, shoulder blade. And even though uh, it makes New York bad, I'm like, wow, New York was cool back then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're looking at like a DJ working his table, yeah, and a bunch like, of cool. kids. Oh my god! Even, I spilled you things. Spilled. Um, Sorry, we'll get it later. You get it later. Apologies. But you're still looking at this footage from like a blown out ghetto and yeah, in and Brooklyn. it's still it's, it's like, bad. Yeah, it's, it does it's not bad. Look cool. This is like you know Reaganomics at its worst. Yeah, yeah. But the music is good. The music is good, and it's bongos. And I was like, we need to have some bongos in here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, how much is left? Couple, we're, a couple minutes. We'll get to it. You can. You can. Uh, it's good. It's good. Flash. Yeah. That's yeah. And some cool. Yeah. Graffiti on the side. Lots of graffiti. Lots yeah. scratching. But yeah, they just took this part. It always fascinates me too that they're basically like, eh, the rest of the song can suck it. Yeah, but that's what sampling is. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're just here for this one part. Yeah. Which is amazing, and it's like. And someone was like, oh, the bongos is the part. Yeah. That's the part that's the best. That's, I mean, that's why sampling itself is an art. Like, that's what Prince Paul was so good at. That's what Dre was so good at. Like, finding these obscure-ass records and just finding that second and a half in it of, like, a drum break or just, like, a little bongo solo... And then constructing a whole song around that as, yes. a, as the hook. Because not many people really care about uh, the bongo band. Right. But they know that bongo hook. And that's why Puff Daddy always sucks. It's because yes. he would take the yes. entire hook yes. of an already hit song. Yes. And just steal it and yeah. have someone rap over it. And, and it's put, like, well, no thought to it. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, okay, if you take... 
Every Breath You Take, which is a song that everyone already loves and yes. is a huge smash hit. And you just sing the same melody over it with new lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Like, what have you done creatively? You put, you put no thought into it. There's also no, like, wait, what's this from? You're like, right. no, it's yeah. the fucking biggest song from 1984. But good sampling will make you go crate digging yes. to find the original, like, what's that from? Yeah. And then you discover new music that way. Yeah, and stuff like the bongo band where yeah. you're like, oh, that's them. And then you're like, oh, my God, it was in every rap song. Right. Every rap song for and, decades. Yeah, and also you have to respect, like, again, guys like Dre yeah. or Questlove. It's like they know every record yep. ever made. Yeah. They'll find the exact they will find right it thing. At the right moment and just yeah. keep doing it. That's not just art. It's also, like, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sorry about that. It's all right. Got all excited. Just wanted a moment of silence that I could look at and remember to edit. Mm-hmm. Wasting your liquid death. I got still. It's almost like you don't want to. It's like you don't want to die. It's almost like you don't want to have a flavor blast in my mouth of ruthlessness. <laughs> Ruthless. <laughs> also, I like how they're like. Hey, we're also sustainable. Hashtag death to plastic. <laughs> no, if they wanted to be real, they could just be like, this packaging was made using no recycled material. Yeah, in your face. Fuck the earth. Fuck the earth. We're liquid death. <laughs> Suck a dick. Yeah. Okay, this next clip is one of my favorite pieces of music. Which I believe you know, whether you know it or not. I know who Carl Orff is. Sure, because he did Carmina Barat. Which so is you know that. This great. is a much different piece of music. Okay. But it's used frequently. This is this is here to represent the xylophone. Oh, okay. Okay. And this particular clip is a senior recital that I found of this piece of music. What? So it's not the most like pro version of it, because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of students doing it live. But it's like the only video I could find for this piece of music. Here's why you know it. It's because it gets used in movies all the time. Okay. Especially in the movie Badlands. Oh, way back it's, when? It's the musical motif in Badlands okay. with uh, Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen. and Space I haven't seen that. And then decades. also True Romance in uh, what is clearly a reference to Badlands. I know exactly this song. Yeah. But it's also in Finding Forrester. Yep. I know exactly it's what that, this is. It's that xylophone. Yes. Music. Oh, yeah. my God. But this is a this is a piece that Carl Orff wrote in the twenties or thirties mm-hmm. for like children. Is it is it intended as children's music? Oh, okay, it's called Gassenhauer. That's the Gassenhauer. Gassenhauer. But this is a this is a bunch of college music students performing it on stage for their senior recital. Good for them to graduate eight years ago. Wow. Um, but I also like that, and, and there's also like timpani in it, and an, and a snare drum that comes in at the end. But for the most part, it's xylophone. And I like that these students are sitting on the floor of the stage because it makes them look like kindergartners. <laughs> you know? Oh my god, it is. That's adorable. Yep. This is just, I, I really like this and I like the way it builds, you know? Yeah. And, and... Literally all I can think about is true romance. True romances, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. 
This is delightful. Yeah, it is. But it's used in these movies with horrible violence. Oh, yeah. It really is. Badlands? Jeez. I totally remember this. Yeah. That's so funny. It's interesting for these seniors to do it. Yeah. I guarantee you they're like, let's sit on the floor like like we're children. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. It's like, an artistic you know, choice. It's yeah. a great artistic choice. I love it. I think of Martin Sheen with his jean jacket and shotgun. Oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in so long. <laughs> I think of all of the various violence in True Romance. I, see, I think the end of True Romance where they're on the beach and her last line is, you're so cool. That's the, Well, so here's cool. the thing is, on the soundtrack, it's like a reworked version of this credited to Hans Zimmer. And the name of the piece on the soundtrack is, you're so cool. Oh, is it? But it's this. It's, it is 100% yeah. this. And I also think of Sean Connery riding his bike in oh, Finding yeah. Forrester. Because yep. he's a shut-in, but then by the end he goes out on a bike ride. Yeah. And there's it's just him riding his bike, bike with this music. I forgot about that movie except for, You're the man now, dog! You're the man now, dog! It's a oh, here's the, Buster here, Rhymes, the axe. Well, that's right, Buster Rhymes is in now it. Now the timpani comes in. Yeah. yeah. And they got a snare. And then that whatever that thing is, it's not like a... It sounds like shakers, but, but it's, I, it's, I don't know it's what it's twisted. called. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what that percussion is. Timpani are cool. Timpani are cool. Yeah. And whenever, like, you know, I've gone to the uh, Hollow Bowl brag um, mm-hmm. to see the orchestra and stuff, and every time you t- see the timpani people, you're like, you're not doing shit. And they're like, no, you're doing things that we just don't know. Yeah. You're doing something we don't know, but it looks like you're not doing anything. Because they wait around so much. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to not screw up when you're yes. playing an instrument like the timpani. Because it's like you've got this one minute, yeah. but you've had to wait 20 minutes to do it, so you've got to be and really... they're counting like rest, rest, yes. rest. Yes. And then come into the exact right... And there's that, that shaky thing. That... And then the snare comes in. I really think I could do the shaky thing. Sure. I think yeah. I could just do like this. you could play the wood block. Yeah. Like, you, but you would. Would you have? Would you have the stage presence of that guy or this guy? Not that guy's got no stage presence. Our wood block guy. How dare guy, you? How dare our you? Our wood block guy is a star. Guy should have gone solo. There you go. I, lo- I just love the way that whole thing builds. That was really good. Yeah. I love that they sat on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. It really. Oh, look at the standing O. Yeah. That was really good. Good for them. Yeah. So I just, I was looking for a cool video for this piece of music, and this is like the best version that I found. Yeah. There were other like live performances, but this was the cleanest one. And this was 2012. Yeah. I'm wondering if these kids knew either True Romance or Badlands. They even knew that was a thing. I'm sure they knew. True I'm romance? sure they knew because of this piece of music, at least. Like, yeah, it's tough. True Romance was like 93? Yeah, something 95? Like and then even they got to those movies through this. Yeah. Um, like when like when I was seven and had to play Do, Re, Mi at my piano recital and uh, had never heard of Sound of Music and then watched of oh. Sound of Music and was like, oh, wow, this song and this movie suck. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I did not grow up to appreciate Sound of Music. I still think it sucks. I can't even get through it. But at the very least, I think if they came across this piece of music first and then learned what true romance and Badlands are, that they got there. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right. That's probably what happened. But true romance is Tarantino, so I feel like kids don't. Well, these kids would be, they'd be, had to discover it years later. 
Yeah, like, I'm not sure. I mean, I know this music from True Romance first. Same. And I don't think I had heard of Badlands when I... I might have actually seen Finding Forrester first. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I saw True Romance and then, like, heard, oh, it's based on Badlands and then rented Badlands. Yeah. After. yeah. That's how there, there's a definite connection between True Romance and Badlands. Yes. Yeah. There's no connection with Finding Forrester. Zero. But that's a good movie, too. Yeah. And it's the only one of the three with Buster Rhymes in it. So, so it's bad. Uh, your next clip is an artist we've definitely mentioned before. We did once before. Did we watch this video? We did. No. This is her big hit. This is Nina Cherry's Buffalo Stance. We did the deeper cut from her second album, Buddy X. Which That's is her, right. which is her diss track of you Lenny a, Kravitz. Yes. Yes. You brought a deep cut Nina Cherry. Uh, the, yes. Who is who is fucking on uh, cheating on Lisa Bonet on the side as Buddy X? Mm-hmm. So that's her diss track. This was her first hit that got her to do Buddy X because this was a huge, massive fucking hit. This was a, this yeah, it's kind of a one hit wonder. Yeah, Except, she kind of is. Here, and, and the thing I like about this family is like, if you're my father's age, you know her father, Don Cherry, the jazz musician. Yes, I know by name. If you're Generation X, you know Nene Cherry. Yes. If you're Gen X Zenial, yeah. like me, the first one from the Cherry family you ever do was Eagle, Eagle Eye, Eye Cherry, her little brother. Save Tonight is a great song. Save Tonight isn't bad, but Save Tonight was so overplayed when it oh, was a yeah. that I'm sick of it forever. Yeah, you no, I understand. I mean? It reminds me of moving to LA because I just moved to LA and that song came on. And you're yeah. like, this is a great song. What? That's Nina Cherry's brother? Right. Yeah. What? Eagle Eye Cherry. Yes. Uh, so she was the she was the cherry who I heard of last. Okay, that's so funny because she's three. she's got the biggest hit of all yeah. the three. Really was Buffalo was this Buffalo was Stance massive. a bigger hit than Save Tonight? Yeah, Save Tonight was, was everywhere. This was huge. Like people were like dancing to this. Yeah, this cl- this uh, crossed over to the pop charts. All that said, what is the percussion here? Uh, shakers. Oh, shakers. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's dive into it. This is the music video, the official music video. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a little in there. Just a yep. little bit, just a little for flavor. Like she came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, who the fuck is Nina Cherry? Well, let me ask you an important question. Yes. Do you like this? Yeah. Okay. But that being said, I can see how this can be annoying. Because the hook and the chorus is better. Like, this is good. (laughs) I'm 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 going to try to say this with as little disrespect as possible. Okay. I think that probably at the time that this came out, it sounded like nothing you heard you'd ever heard before, so it was like completely innovative. Yep. That said, I don't think it's aged well. It sounds very dated. It sounds very dated, and it's not actually that good. She's not like a great rapper. The hook to me is the pot. The hook, and I also like the percussive parts. I will propose to you, and this is sort of not fair to do because you can't sort of separate it from it, but I feel like you have nostalgia built in for this. Yes. That I do not. 
True. So I have the pure opinion. That makes sense. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dis- disregard yeah. that. I, I mean, this was '89. This is peak. Yeah. It's a little whack. It's a little whack. <laughs> but it, at the time, yeah, this was like the coolest. Like, I was, it is not. I would say it still doesn't quite sound like anything you've ever heard before. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's not that impressive. Her rapping isn't the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in that. But this was this album. The album is raw like sushi. Raw. <laughs> That's the name of the album. Even that is like. Uh, shut up. <laughs> the album peaked uh, at number three on the UK, but it was this. They're saying that Buffalo Stance was a worldwide hit. Yeah. So let's look at. It's a state of mind, Paul. State of mind, may I remind you. The uh, single Buffalo Stance peaked at number three on the UK singles charts, number one on the US charts. Billboard? This was a number one yeah. Billboard hit? Yep. Oh, sorry. Number three on the UK singles charts, number three on the Billboard Hot 100, mm-hmm. number one on the dance chart. That's number pretty good. Number one big. on the dance. But okay. number three. But three is still really high. Um, yeah. It's not a song you still hear to, to this day that often. It's not. It's kind of almost like a deep cut. But not really, because yeah. this was such a big hit. This was played at both frat parties and theater parties in 89. <laughs> like, everyone was dancing this. You get fresh with me. Safe Tonight only reached number five. See? Told you. So slightly lesser hit. Yep. Number one in adult alternative songs. <laughs> so, so, yeah. This narrowly nudged it out. Yeah. She's a little more artsy, too. Uh, also number one on the U.S. mainstream top 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, highest other uh, position, number two in Sweden ah, for Save Tonight. Two in Sweden. So I'd say more or less they performed similar. I think they're right. They're, they're about the same. Yeah. Yeah. But it is funny, like, this is the Gen X cherry. Yours, uh, Eagle Eyes, your, is your millennial cherry. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't think, except not really because... I was 14 when that came out, and that was, that was, it wasn't aimed at, like, yeah. teens, you know? No, it's very adult. Now. I feel like it's, they're both sort of for the same generation, but at the time. Yeah. So, in other words, this was for people your age when they were 19. Yeah. <laughs> and Save Tonight was for people your age when they were 27. That was me. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It fit me perfectly. Yeah. It's, I'm a little, to... it's a little bit more, like... Yeah. We're just we're gonna listen to this at home while we drink wine because yeah. you know we're twenty seven. We're not going out as much as we used to. We're not yeah. we're not getting shit faced. We're doing it at home. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, and I think there was. I think there's percussion on Save Tonight. Well, I'm sure there's percussion on. Well, not just drums. That you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think there's additional. Uh, okay, my next clip is we're we, we're going to address cowbell here. <laughs> uh, this is a clip I found starring. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith. Now, don't worry. There is very, very little Chili Peppers content here. You hate the Chili Peppers. I don't mind the Chili Peppers. I don't like... There are Chili Pepper songs I like. And I like 80s goof-around goof Chili Peppers mm-hmm. when they're doing songs like Catholic Schoolgirls Rule and Real like Men don't, uh, don't Kill Coyotes. Uh, the Hillel Slovak years. That's what I like. You don't care for the Under the Bridge, Give It Away. No, I love Under the Bridge. I love Under the Bridge. Give It Away, I could do with that. I love Give It Away. Um, and I'll say this. I think I love Flea. 
My friend. I think, yeah, like, Michael Balzeri seems like one of the coolest dudes Mm -hmm. in rock ever. Yeah. I like Chad Smith, even though he just seems like a real just, like, jabroni. Yeah. Who kind of got lucky and got into this super huge band. I think he's considered a good drummer, though. I don't know. He could be. I don't really know. I don't know drums well enough. Yeah, I don't know if he's top tier, but I think he's respectable, so. But he seems like an all right guy. It's really, like... Anthony Kiedis seems like a real d bag, and John Frusciante seems like the most insufferable. Oh, he seems insufferable because he's a musical genius. Yeah, bails. Right, right, right. Yeah, like I don't want to hang out with either of those two guys ever. I would totally hang out with Flea and talk about music all day. And Chad Smith would be like, I guess I'd have a beer with him. Yeah. Um, This is just a clip of Chad Smith. It's it's basically like product placement for a particular brand's cowbell. Are you serious? Well, there's it's, a, like a branded cowbell commercial. That's amazing. Well, it's on their YouTube channel. That's hysterical. It's Latin percussion. That's okay, the brand and they make percussion instruments. So and including a cowbell. Okay. So this is Chad Smith just playing Cowbell's Greatest Hits. So he's just playing the drum part of a bunch of big hit rock songs that include the Cowbell. I fucking love this. I yeah. cannot wait. It's a lot of fun. That's and he awesome. even says at one point, he's like, we're not going to do Fear the Reap. Don't Fear the Reap. Thank God. Which is funny because Chad Smith often gets noted for how much he resembles Will Ferrell. Yes. So he probably just double doesn't want to do that. They did a fun thing, and I think it was on Fallon. Yeah, maybe, where they, they was were, yeah. they played like dueling drummers, and they looked exactly like that was yeah. funny. They look similar, not, not they yeah, look exactly a little bit. Like, but but anyway, so this is just Chad Smith playing Cowbell's greatest hits. I cannot wait. <laughs> There's something about a cowbell that really like sets the tone for a song, and you know what that tone is. Party! <laughs> if you got a cowbell in your song, you are partying hard. He's like fun dad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, lover boy, working for the I'm weekend. For the weekend. Yeah. A little '80s for you. Also, a little <laughs> '80s for you right here. A little something, a little band called Van Halen from Holland. <laughs> oh yeah. That's nice. I love this song. Yeah. This is. Fascinating. Yeah. Also, there's a tune from a band from Flint, Michigan called Grand Funk Railroad. Okay, yeah. And a little tune called We're an American Band. Yeah. like this. I love that. And then he stops. And you're like, that's all you're getting. Yeah, you're getting the cowbell oh, part. so good. All you trolls and haters out there, don't be going, you're not playing beat right or wrong, Phil, but it's close. <laughs> I love and it. Also, there's a little song from a... You can play with your uh, Chad Smith signature LP I love rock it. bell. What's it called again? <laughs> the thing I'm promoting? Red Hot Bell, sorry. The Red Hot Bell. Okay, it's his signature <laughs> product, I and he him. doesn't even remember he's the like, name. He's like, what's it called? I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> he's, I love it. Ready Made by Chili Peppers off Stadium. This favorite. is where he does do a Chili Peppers, and I don't know this song, so I can't. Yeah. Sounds like a cool beat, but I don't think I know this. He said it's on Stadium Arcadia, and that came out long after I okay. stopped paying attention to the Chinese. Okay. The song from the Rolling Stones goes like this. Honky Tonk Woman. I hate Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah. I want to take drums. <laughs> take drum lessons. Alright. Well, Honky Tonk. You know, there's a little Led Zeppelin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good times, bad times. Oh, I forgot that there was a little bit yeah, of Yeah, me too. Until I watched this video, I was like, oh yeah, there is cowbell yeah, right there. I totally yeah. didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. So we're doing a, a little bit bit of this uh, song by these three gentlemen hailing from, I think, from Australia. Very, very popular group back in the day. And then the bridge breakdown of one of their very, very, very famous songs. This is not jive talking, but it's close. It's like, and the breakdown goes. <laughs> oh. It's talking about the Bee Gees. Yeah, goddamn right. It doesn't sound like the Bee Gees. It's a song. Goddamn right also, it is. Um, it's their best song. It is. Um, I like that one. There's a song by a band uh, out of uh, California in the 80s. And they're regrouped and now are playing giant stadiums and making huge sums of money. <clears throat> God bless them. <clears throat> there's a Roses in the name. Oh. That's from their first record. Oh, and yeah. No, there's Cowboy on that. Great. Steve Adler. Steve Adler. It goes like this. It's so night train. Okay. It's like, wow, I didn't realize how many songs have cowbell. I didn't, like, you forget. Yeah. And you probably should. It should be, like, forefront. It's like the woodblock. It's color. It's color. Yeah. It's flavor. (laughs) Lazy! (laughs) Four beats of cowbell is all you need. I'm not going to play Don't Fear the Reaper, okay? You guys don't know that one. You shouldn't be watching. Oh, There's good. a song from a band from Scotland, old band, that actually, their cover of Roy Orbison's Love Hurts, I danced my first this is one of my favorite slow ones. dance with Julie LeMaster. You know he's talking Nazareth. Over the bra. I know Nazareth. Yeah. Over the bra. But he's not playing Love Hurts. He's playing the other one. Hair of the dog. You know this one. Oh, I know this. Now you're messing with him. Oh. A son of a bitch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a great song. That, I've not thought about that song. Never mind. <laughs> That's a cool song. That's a cool song. It's wild to me that it's the same band that does that. That, that love, stinky love hurts. I hate that. I hate love It's terrible. <laughs> Probably, but also I think he's just like a goofy, he's just a goofball, down to earth, regular, yeah. like the anti uh, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. just like unpretentious. Like, yeah, he's the Ringo of the Chili Peppers. Like, boy, did I get lucky being in this band? Because also, you're like, you're <laughs> selling your own cowbell. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I'm just fucking around. And like, this makes me think. You know, I hate pretentiously elaborate drum kits. Like mm, Neil yes. Peart being the greatest offender of this. Just yeah. like a you know, dozens of toms yeah. and all these pieces and the chimes and all the things. But, like, beyond the standard four or five piece, if you have a cowbell, that's cool. Like, I'm here for the cowbell being in your kit. Yeah, as a punk guy, do you just want snare, bass, and cymbal? I mean, the fewer pieces, the better. Okay. You know, the... the uh, I like the uh, the Violent Femmes where it's like just a snare drum just a dude standing with a snare drum do you appreciate the Stray Cats where it was just a guy standing with a sure, snare with, drum and brushes yeah, yeah. yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> we had so many great funky songs the beginning of this one War. is really really good you gotta check this out you know what this one's gonna be yeah it's a lowrider lowrider it's always good yeah. I'm always here for lowrider it's overplayed and I don't care well it makes me think of Days of Confused that's all I think so, of yeah. 
But that's a funky cowboy groove. If you can do that and mm. keep playing and play well, you're going to get a gig. <laughs> Promise. This one's a classic. Corky Lang, Leslie West, and Felix. This is Now, this is the one when I started watching this video. I was like, oh, he's got to get to. This is the one I think of even more than Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, okay. Which is uh, uh, Mississippi Queen by Mountain. Oh, shit. That's old. It goes like this. <laughs> he did it too. Yeah, yeah that beat. I mean, that's that song's all about the guitar, but you realize, like, oh yeah, yeah there is a big there's a lot of drum it. going in. Yeah, <laughs> great rock song. That's a good song. Yeah, I'm mad at that. It's the only mountain song I know. Me too. One of my favorites. That's an all-time classic. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> he's such a goofball. Cowbell. Yeah, either yeah. he's high or he's just like a goofy dude yeah. or both. That's genius. Yeah. That was amazing. That was fun. But there was one rock song with Cowbell that he did not get to. Yes. But you did. Fuck right, I did. I'm so glad that he didn't put this in because it would have spoiled it. Well, I wouldn't have included my video because uh, yeah. I wouldn't have want to, wanted to spoil it. Our first... Mm-hmm. Uh, Def Leppard. First appearance of Def Leppard? I like Def Leppard. I like Def Leppard. When you're talking about like the 80s hair metal bands, yeah. and they predate hair metal a little bit, where they're part yeah. of the wave of heavy metal in the early 80s, British heavy metal. Yeah. Like, I love Photograph. Photograph is great. Yeah. Um, pour Some Sugar on Me, a little bit too much with the like 80s yeah. frat boy. At the time, it was rep. pretty good. Yeah. But Rock of Ages fucking kills. Sure. I fucking love Rock of Ages. Yeah. In the beginning, Cowbell. Yes. By a one-armed... What did he... He wasn't one-armed now. He wasn't one-armed yet. He was only one-armed when Pour Some Sugar on Me. Rick. I can't... I'm Rick something, yeah. And they're like, we like you. Don't yes. quit. We're going to develop a Famous, drum for you. Famously, this is the band where their drummer got in a car accident. Yeah. The the uh, seatbelt, I believe, severed yeah. his arm. Yeah. Or he, his arm was severed in the accident. Yes. Horrible car accident. And this, I mean, this is like why I love the band. Whether or not you love the music, I appreciate the loyalty yeah. of these bros. Yeah. Where they said, oh, our drummer lost an arm. He's still our fucking drummer. Yeah, we don't care. We'll give you the time to relearn how to play drums with one arm and a special rig. Yeah, we're going to develop that, something for you. Yeah, because being in a band isn't about musicianship when it's rock and roll. It's about being in a group with your buddies. That's goddamn right. Because it could have been like, hey, yeah. guy... It would have been completely acceptable. Exactly. But exactly. he said, I want to still play drums. They said, then you're still our drummer. Then you're still in fucking Def Leppard. And he still is to this day. Yeah, they're still do shit. 30, almost 40 years later. That's unbelievable. Um, so so yeah. for that alone, I'm like, I just like, I ride for those dudes. Yeah. Uh, Def Leppard is cool. Uh, but yeah, let's watch the video for Rock of Ages. Yeah. At this weird beginning part. Yeah. I love it. This is why it's still sort of that. Deep and gloppin' yeah. COVID. <laughs> and there right there. Is, there it is. There's your fucking okay. cowboy right in your face. Joe Elliott, right? Yeah, got something to say. That's right. Better to burn out, Paul, than to fade, fade away. away. This song jam. Yeah. I forgot about this video, how ridiculous it is. 
Right, it's right in the pot, like it's between heavy metal and hair metal. Exactly. And it's a perfectly delicious yes. midpoint, you know. Now it's, it's got the fun party vibe yeah. of hair metal, but sort of the it's a little grungier, a little dirtier. And it's less of a sellout, and it yeah. is a little it is like, a little dirtier. This this, this versus pour some sugar on me are right. vastly different. Yeah. yeah. You know what I want? A little rock and roll. I want to rock. Rick Allen. Rick Allen is the drummer. And again, perfect example of British guys who can rock. Yep. Not the best looking, not pretty boys. Uh, I think Joe Elliott's okay. a good looking front man. I mean, compared to what became. And compared to a lot of the other like yeah. heavy metal bands of the time. Yeah. Now... It sounds like they abandoned the cowbell. But it's coming back. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Because you don't need the cowbell during this. No, no, no. It's for color. Yeah. yeah. And I love this thing that they do when they like line up. Yeah. yeah. Line up. I'm also amazed. And this, I, always, I always bring this up with rock bands where there's five guys. Yeah. So there's obviously drummer, lead guitarist, bassist, lead singer... Who's the other guitarist? He's quote unquote rhythm. Two rhythms or two leads? And I'm like, what is rhythm really doing? Yeah. Is rhythm needed? I don't know. No, because you can have a power trio where there's only one guitar player. Exactly. The classic lineup is four. Yes. Where you've got a lead and you've got a rhythm. Yes. Uh, I like a four. I like a four. Because Guns N' Roses had that. They had the yeah. rhythm guy. Yeah. The Beatles had that. Well, they had four guys, not five though. No, but they had two guitar players, a rhythm and a lead. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, that's George right. George was lead. That's right. I yeah. forgot that. Yeah. So that's the typical setup. It's yes. four. Okay. Uh, with two guitars. Now, but but it goes back to like, yeah, they were, these five guys were friends. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's room for whoever. There's, there's room for everyone. Yeah. This is another example of an 80s video that makes no sense to what the song is. Nah, who cares? It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't fucking matter. She's sort of like a Bride of Frankenstein And she's character. being released. Yeah. Yeah. They're so young here. Yeah, they're not as they're not as gnarly as like an Iron Maiden. No. Or a Judas Priest. But they're not as like dumb but, shit as like Nelson. Right. <laughs> and this early on, they're still going for that. Yeah, there's no like, there's no glam in it yet. Right. But it's coming. Yeah. What was the other big hit on Pyromania? Other than Pour Some Sugar On Me. Oh, it was like, um... Or was it Photograph on Pyromania? Photograph was before Pour Some Sugar On Me. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, they're still not quite glam then. Yeah, either. Pour Some Sugar On Me was when they got glam. Because it was the time. I was like 87. Yeah. And Pour Some Sugar On Me was like so big. No, I'm right. So Photograph and Rock of Ages are on Pyromania. It's Hysteria, mm-hmm. which is the follow-up. That has pour some sugar on me on it. Yeah, then they got after pour. Wait, I I do like pour some sugar on me. 
But then they're it's like, not bad, but like I just think of like sorority girls dancing on tables, and yeah. you know. But then it became like let's get rocked and all this other kind of garbage. Yeah, yeah. It just became. But but this rock. and photograph are the two. Photograph though, is yeah. great. Yeah, I take Rock of Ages because of the cowbell, but photograph is great. Pyromania is eight of eighty five, and Hysteria is eighty seven, and like just that two two year difference, like that's where hair metal like glam comes in. And yeah, and you can tell the difference in the videos too. There's all yeah. so much more money behind them. And it's like they're, when they're in 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 eighty five pyromania, they're not as good as like the true heavy metal one guys. Yeah. But then when they switch to glam in eighty seven, they're better than the pure hair yeah. metal guys. No, that makes sense because they have enough like legitimacy. Yeah, they're to good them. enough. Yeah. Nope, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but that was a good addition. And yeah, I like that we finally addressed Def Leppard. Finally got Def Leppard after years and. Um, I, the reason I know their history and like, uh, ride so hard for them is because they were a very early entry in behind the music. Yeah. On VH1. That's how you would Which I watched religiously as a, as a young teen. Yep. So that, that made me get on board with Def Leppard, even though it wasn't my generation. Yeah. No, that, that tracks. Okay. You're going to love this next thing. I'm excited. This is a young vibraphone player. I like the vibraphone. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Her name is Chen Chen Liu. Okay. She's in her like early 20s. Mm-hmm. I discovered her a couple years ago because I was looking for covers of Mo Betta Blues. Fucking love. Which Mo she Betta does Betta on her debut album from a couple years ago on oh. the Vibraphones. Uh, I'm so excited. She's great. She was like a she's like a Berkeley College of Music student or at some prestigious music school mm-hmm. where she was she's from I think I believe she's Taiwanese. She's from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And she's a vibraphone player, but was playing it more like classical. Mm-hmm. And then in school discovered jazz and became a jazz player. Oh, I love that. Player. So this is her, uh, this is like footage from the studio of them recording Invitation, of her and her band recording Invitation, which is sort of a jazz standard. Mm-hmm. But this version is faster than you usually hear it, if mm-hmm. you know this song. And also, um, the... Uh, there's a lot of trumpet in it, and the the trumpet the trumpet player is a guy named Jeremy Pelt who's really good, and she's like he brought her onto his band. She became a member oh, of his band, okay. But like his band is just her band on her album, basically. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's going to start with a lot of trumpet, and she doesn't get a solo until like the back half mm-hmm. of the recording, uh, but she does get a solo, and the whole band is just amazing. This is great. So this is Chen Chen Liu and her band doing Invitation. I love this already. Yeah. Oh, look at the stand. And I love in studio recording. So footage. good. Yeah. Uh, I could listen to this all day. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna listen to tomorrow for work. You gotta listen to her album. Though. Oh. If they had a video of Mo Betta Blues, I might have included that. But this is kind of even better. This is great. Yeah. Oh my god. This is Invitation. Yeah. And what's the woman's name again? Chen Chen Liu. Chen Chen Liu. I'm looking up tomorrow. I'll send you a link. Please, because this is going, uh, this is going to be listened to for work. I believe that her album is called The Path or something like that, but she only has one album so far. It came out a couple years ago. I like how she's in her own room. Yeah. Cause she's that important. <laughs> uh, that's just how they have to record. Yeah, that's how they record, but still, I love it. 
And when you watch like jazz players, they're all really like players. They're all highly trained, you know. Yeah. And I uh, love pop music where the point is like you don't have to know how to play for it to be good. But I appreciate musicians uh, I mean, who know how to play their instruments. Yeah, they they get the assignment. Yeah. And everyone's so cool. Everyone's so just beyond yeah. <laughs> our cool, coolness quotient. Yeah. Oh. Some conga there for some yeah. other extra percussion. More extra percussion for you. I also like uh, she's she's got two mallets in each hand. Yeah. Because she's a fucking baller. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And of course, a regular drum kit as well. Yeah. But she's the star of the show, and she's on vibes. Yeah. Just based on this song, yeah. I hope that this was filmed in New York in like the beginning of November, and afterwards they like bundled up. Like, should we get a coffee? Let's get a coffee after that. I believe she's playing at LACMA next month if you want to go see it. Yeah! <laughs> you and me? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I would go. Here's her solo. I heard the LACMA. That'd be great. It's with her funk band, too. Uh, Paul, <laughs> set it up. Let's do it. Unless it's this month and it's already happened? No. no. I'll have to check. Wow. She also was like, you know what, for this, I gotta drop it down to two mallets. I, I gotta really just fucking nail it. Yeah. Also with this, with this xylophone, how fucking easy vibraphone. would it be... Vibraphone, sorry. How easy it is to just fuck up. Because they're yeah. so close together. And, like, you could easily hit two at the same time. Yeah. And it would sound weird. This is, like... Because I guess, you know, on piano, the keys are yeah. are together, but you're playing with your fingers, so it's more tactile. Yeah, well, here you're like, you, you're basically, you're like, yeah. okay, well, I got this big, thick mallet. But I get, you know, when it's, when you live and breathe your instrument, yeah. and you're just highly trained, you probably get past that within the first year. That's probably true. Know. I gotta look up more stuff by this guy, Jeremy Pelt, too. Yeah, this dude's great. Trumpet player. And yeah. I'm sure with... Within jazz circles, that's like saying, like, I'm going to check out these Beatles, but yeah. but, <laughs> but I'm not that super into jazz. I wouldn't know either, yeah. Especially contemporary players. Like, so, real so. new, I wouldn't yeah. know. I was literally just looking for other versions of Mo Better Blues. And, this album and came great. across her album on Spotify. And... Yeah, congas are great, too. Congas are great. Yeah. They're giving a, the congas a little shine here. Give it a, a little. A little it's more. jazz. Everybody gets a song. Everyone, gets, everyone <laughs> eats. <laughs> yeah. Everyone eats. How fascinating that she all of a sudden like went to college. Is like, oh, jazz is my thing. Right. Yeah. Not classical. This yeah. is this is my thing. Which just feels very American, you know. Like she grew up in Taiwan and yeah. probably didn't have much jazz influence, but then went to music school in New yeah. York City and it's like oh jazz oh this is I can do this now yeah yeah, yeah. that was awesome I can that's a good discovery yeah I knew you'd like that really happy about that yeah yeah okay so I'm curious what the instrument is oh, the Paul. percussion instrument in Gary Newman's Cars which is a legendary iconic song but I don't think of percussion first I think of the synths 
So what am I missing? You are missing the most important part of the song. Okay. The tambourine break. The tambour. There's tambourine in cars. There's I, there's three tambourine breaks. Okay. In cars. I love Gary Newman. I love this song. Yeah. I would not love this song if there was no fucking tambourine. tambourine. Really? To me, the tambourine is the best part of it. Well, you wouldn't like the song without the. That's tambourine? a little extreme. But the tambourine to me is the again the best part of this. Because yeah. it goes with the synth, but you'll you'll see. It's you know what? Once you hear, it, you're like, oh, how did I not realize that there's tambourine in this? I'm sure. Yeah. Because that's the great thing about those 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 percussion instruments that color a song. Yeah. You know, as opposed, you know, if in in the Chen Chen Lu, it's like, well, the vibraphone is the point. Yes. So that's the star. But I do like when it's just color. It's just color. I'm here for the color. By the way, do you know who was a huge Gary Newman fan? Who? Kurt Cobain. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, look at that. This sounds amazing. I remember seeing this video for the first time on VH1 or something when I was a little kid and being like riveted. I mean, it's, it's so weird. So weird. And such a weird song and such a one hit wonder. Do you remember, uh, you might have heard like on the Where Are They Now what he ended up being? No, what? He's like a fighter pilot. He became oh, really? like a jet pilot guy after this. I think maybe he had one more hit in the UK, but never in the States. But all the album cuts are good too. Like yeah. he's just. He was cool. And I remember seeing it. It was probably like 1991 or 92. Yeah. Oh my God. And so this already seems super dated. Yeah. But it's also so good that it transcends so, being dated. It transcends. It's that. It's not even goofy. It's right. just good. Okay, get ready. Okay. Oh, they really focus yeah. on it too. It's right there in the video. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. And they do it three times and it's perfect. Yeah. They don't, if they do the coloring, because watch. Gone. Yeah. That's, just for, that's yeah. all you get. You don't need any more. And thank God, because I completely forgot about tambourine when I was picking <laughs> instruments. But how could you, how could you? forget tambourine? Yes. Yeah. I was searching desperately for a Prince song off of um, Around the World in a Day called Tambourine. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. There's no video. There's more. Here. No, it's not even a live version. And they even give you a visual effect where yeah. they're putting the video inside the tambourine yep. as a picture in picture. And he's playing it so indifferently. Well, because it's so cool to be. Yeah, it's too cool. Yeah. yeah. He's like sort of on the edge of goth and, yeah. and new wave. Yeah, that's why this song's so good because it's yeah. not... It's not goofy or like happy 80s goofy synth. Yeah. There's a darkness to it, which makes the tambourine even better. But like Gary Newman and Devo are like so, there it is, so synthy 80s yeah. that they could have become like parodies of themselves. And there are so many parodies of this kind of thing. Yes. But those two acts are so good that they're yeah. just they eternal. They're just eternal. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Tambourine's done. Yeah. You don't get any more tambourine. That's all you need. Because you definitely think of the synth in this. And even yeah. the snare. I mean, it's they're showing a drummer, but that's a drum machine. It's a snare. drum machine, yeah. But you just think of this as like synths and the drum machine snare. And that's and you it. you forget about that tambourine between that little, verses. That little flavor of the yep, verses. That little flavor. That's all you need. This song is just so cool. It's so... Never get tired of it. <laughs> 
It's just a well done song. Yeah. And also, the, especially at the end where they're just like, oh, look at that look of Gary. Yeah, it's crazy. Just pure new wave. Yeah. Weirdness. Weirdness. Yeah. But it was this was the mainstream. For, this was for a this minute. was a massive pop hit. Yeah. Massive. Now they're just clapping. It's great. There's another song on this album called It Must Have Been Years, which is just an album cut, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just like one of my favorites. Oh, really? I swear to God, this is all I, I never learned anything. <laughs> Maybe you need to do a deep dive Maybe on Gary Newman. You got some homework to do. Maybe there's tambourine on every track. That'd be great. Okay, for our last clip, we're going to talk about an artist who we talked about yeah. in... The grunge episode. I remember distinctly. We talked about the song Spoon Man. Yeah. And we watched the video for Spoon Man. Yes. And in the video for Spoon Man, there's a Spoon Man. Yes. There's a man playing spoons. Yes. Uh, We also talked about the fact that there's a man, there's a Spoon Man in Seattle. Yeah. Called the Spoon Man. Yes. Who plays spoons on the street. Yes. Like a busker. Yes. And that... The Soundgarden song Spoon Man is a tribute to that Spoon Man. Mm-hmm. His name is Artis, the Spoon Man. Mm-hmm. And you and I were watching the video and surmising, is this the Spoon Man? Yes. Or is this just like an actor they got to play spoons in the video for Spoon Man? And I, I wanted to believe that it was the original Spoon Man. And I, what, being a cynic, yeah. guessed that it was probably just... Some that, guy some that they put guy, in the video. Yeah. Guess what? You were right and I was wrong. Of course. It is artist the Spoon Man You don't himself. know grunge. In the, <laughs> in the Spoon Man video. Yeah, it had to so, be. So let's just get that out of the way first. Yes. I found a video from the late 80s that predates the song Spoon Man. <laughs> That's hysterical. Of a performance. By this guy. In studio. Okay. By artist the Spoon Man. Wow. When he had hair. What? Uh, so this is just this is the spoon man playing his spoons for three oh minutes. Oh my god, there seconds. is hair. Yeah, so let's just just to close out the show, talk about the spoon. It's a great way to close out this show. How many famous spoon players are there? Just one. this guy, as far as I just know. Just this one guy. <laughs> Without all the grunge around it, this is just the spoon man. Oh, he is spoon. such a busker. Yeah, he's a dirty looking hippie yeah. with a bunch of spoons. But when you see him play, like he, he, like, plays it on all parts of his body, and he whacks himself in the head yeah. with these, these spoons so hard. He's got to have like, welts. You're like, yeah, calm down, Spoon Man. <laughs> just relax. It's okay. Don't hurt yourself. They're just spoons. What's he doing right now? Is that, it looks like an avocado nut. Yeah, but he's scra- it looks like a fork that he's scraping. Scraping on and up. That's not a spoon. Oh, that. Okay, yeah, because he's yeah. Spoon Man. But he's got all kinds of... Silverware in his little kits. Yeah. He's got his mat with all his different. And he just sort of picks them up as he does and plays them how he wants. Oh my god. This is street music. This is street music. And if I saw this guy in the streets of Seattle, I would just walk by. I believe he's still alive and still can be seen playing. Good for him. Doing it still. Oh, look at it. Not only he's a gorgeous head of hair, but he has a full beard. Oh, it all yeah. went away in the 90s. And a real aquiline nose where he almost looks Zappa-esque. Yeah, I can see that. Also squatting to play, which is very, very... Well, he's got to be able to pick up the instruments. It is impressive how when he gets going. I mean, it's very fast. And also, as as you mentioned, you're seeing it now, you're like, that's 
Oh, oh, he just did it to his fucking face. Yeah, he just whacks his jaw and you get that nice pop out of your jaw. Which is nice, but that had half to hurt. I'm sure you... Uh, guitar hurts too until you get calluses. I mean... Whoa. Yeah, go Spoon Man. Go yeah, spoon go faster. Man. I mean... How does he still have his teeth? It's impressive and ridiculous at the same time. Yeah, well, that's. And look yeah. at him! Look at him searching for another one. He's standing. Yeah. Wow. Would Just you gonna... pay to see this in concert? Pay? No, but I would. <laughs> I would throw some ducats in his bucket if I saw him playing on the street. You know. Oh, and now we're getting. And some... he does have a accompanist, so now we've got a guitar player and a conga player. Seattle hippie street. Yep, that's exactly what that is. But he's in a theater. That's why I'm like, they're like, yeah. oh, we gotta go see Spoonman. Did you get tickets to Spoonman, Paul? I'm sure Spoonman has a decent apartment. I'm sure uh, he's doing fine. Yeah. He pl- plays with a lot of eclectic artists. And this has like a grungy vibe. Definitely. Wow. What a weird and wacky place Seattle is. Yep, Seattle's weird. But we love it. Hell yeah. I mean... If you saw him on the street, would you just be like, give this guy a wide berth, let me steer clear? Uh, or would you check him out for a few minutes? Uh, if I ch- I do a thing, if I check a busker out, that means I have to pay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd probably walk on by. I certainly... I'll look at a big smile playing like, yeah, what a quote, that's cool. But, like, honestly, like... If you're like Spoon Man's in concert and you're like the first three minutes, you're like, fuck yeah. And yeah. then he's playing for two hours, you're just like, woof. <laughs> no. I, I would see him as a sort of a package concert where he'll have like maybe a 20 with, minute with, set. with Fork Girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoon Man and Fork Girl? Well, now it's like a comic book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's a genius way to end this episode. Yeah, the spoons. The spoons, which yeah. are uh, percussion. Yeah. And I wanted to give. I wanted to give artists his time outside of just being the Spoon Man from Sounds Garden. Yes. Spoon Man. He's a worthy enough artist to yeah. stand on his own two feet or he, squat on them. He's as not made up. He exists. Yes. He's a real person with real talent. Yes. With real spoons. But that was our percussion episode. We, we really... Nailed it. I mean, we could do another one. We didn't get to the glockenspiel. No, we didn't do that. We didn't do the marimbas, even uh, though they're just uh, wooden vibraphones, I essentially. Mean, uh, but... I, the real challenge is to do all woodblock. Ooh. That'd be really hard. But if we could pull it off, that would be a real good episode. It'd be, really, it'd be genius. Love some woodblock. Yeah. yeah. But we, we covered a lot of different percussion. No, we, yeah, we, we really did. the gamut. We're good. Good for us. This is a good show. Great for us, people. You're welcome. <laughs> but that's the end of this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is hosted by me. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time. See ya. Yeah.